Greetings, my name is Michelle Thielen. I am with Yoga Faith, and I just wanna thank you so much for taking the time to be a part of this community and this podcast. I believe this is a space, just another created space for community and connection. So I'm grateful that you have allowed us, me, Yoga Faith, to be a sliver of your journey. And I'm just so excited for what we're gonna establish here, what God is gonna do in each of our journeys and just that we would be blessed by each other's wisdom and journeys. So I wanna just start from the beginning. Um, this is a fairly new podcast for us and um, there's no better place to start than from the beginning. But first thing is first, I wanted to invite the Lord into this space. So if you could just bow your head, close your eyes, maybe take a nice big inhale and exhale as we invite him into this space. Father God, as we exhale the things that clutter our minds and our bodies and our souls, the things that create heaviness or clutter, I'm asking that you would allow us to exhale that so we could be present here, so that we could intake some new things, some new wisdom, maybe a fresh anointing. Um, but I just thank you that you anoint my mouth and anoint ears and open this space up to do whatever you wish to do with it. You are first and foremost in everything that we do and say and all that we are. And so we just dedicate this time back to you, Father God, as a way of saying thank you and praise and thanksgiving and just for bringing all of your children together in this beautiful thing where we can worship wholly with all of our mind, all of our breath, all of our strength and spirit, our whole worship, dedicated, devoted, and surrendered back to you as a way to just praise you with the rest of our lives and all of our breaths. So with this, we give you all the praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you guys so much. So again, I really did want to start at the beginning and just where in the Bible as we observe postures of prayer and people who are praying and what those prayers mean and what those postures mean biblically. And so I'm just gonna let you know that I think all things were created by God. He says that in his word, and I believe that the word is 100% true. So everything that is written in there, I believe. And first thing is first, he says, in the beginning. And I always default back to that when a lot of people say that, you know, didn't yoga, uh, wasn't it born here? Or didn't this person create it? Well, in my heart, God created all things, and it was men or man or woman who took these things, principles, philosophies, and really turned them into uh, whatever they wished and maybe worshipped whoever they wished. And that is just true with anything, that we take these things that God created and sometimes we make them into our own things or into our own um, idols or ways of worship or we construe them, we make them dark. So it really goes to say for all things that we can take what he created and make them into what we want. And so here we're going to start in the Bible and really what the Bible says about all of these things and the way that people worship and how they pray. And I first want to remind you of 1 Thessalonians 5.17. You know, it says to never stop praying, to pray without ceasing. So I am not saying that there is a better way to pray 
But I am saying that the word says to just not stop praying. So we just really want to take some observations from the Bible and look at them. And so I thought that'd be a great place to start in one of our first podcasts, just in the beginning at the foundation. So I want to read to you just an excerpt from Stretching Your Faith on pages 19 and 23, if you have the the regular book, not the Kindle. Um, We dive into the postures of prayer. And it says, this is our commandment to never stop praying, to pray without ceasing, that there is no right or wrong way to pray or one position of a prayer that is superior to another. The only thing that we are, as believers must do, is to humble ourselves before the Lord, acknowledge his lordship of our lives and pray without ceasing. So what we're going to explore today is simply observations on prayer postures found in the Bible. And really my hope is that they may elevate your spoken prayers. And sometimes the postures of our prayer can let God know that we're really serious about specific issues. And again, we're just observing the powerful, miraculous prayers of great men and women of the Bible. So if Jesus needed to get alone on his knees to pray, Why would we ever think that it isn't important for us to do the same? And if you know of yoga postures, you can think of child's pose or camel where we're on our knees. Well, kneeling postures mean something very specific, and I'm about to get into some of these specific postures and what they mean. But I want to let you know, as we combine our faith with our movement, or we put our prayers in motion, if you will, also known as yoga faith, We can recall ancient times and miracles as we move, as we we breathe, and as we have our being. And we know that to be Acts 17, 28, right? Everything that we are, all that we are, praises him, worships him. So if there's an urgent request, we can find ourselves in a pronated posture, flat on our face before the Lord, as many were in scripture. Perhaps we find ourselves in a simple seated position to simply quiet our anxious thoughts, meditate on him, And you'll really know, hopefully after our short time together today, that there really are no rules. Just keep that in mind. Sometimes it's not just about what we are praying, but how we are praying. The posture of our prayers can take our prayer life to a whole nother level of intimacy with Christ. There's no mistaking that God hears all of our prayers, even if we don't speak them at all. As we know, when we were born again, we receive that salvation and we would become one with Christ and he dwells in us. His spirit is all-consuming and envelops our every fiber. And this is really the time when grace is piled upon grace and enters into our lives. But because he dwells within us, we don't necessarily have to say our prayers out loud. He hears them whether we speak them or not. So that's pretty cool. So Even if those prayers go unspoken, he perceives our words before they're actually even thoughts. He knows our thoughts well before our actual thoughts is what Psalms 139.2 says. So we can rest assured that, you know, I know that you've probably been there like me many times where we just can't pray. Sometimes we don't know what to pray, but other times we're so lost or so depressed that we actually can't form those words. So... That's just the times when I rest assured that God knows. He knows my every thought. He knows my unspoken prayers. And oftentimes, I get into Shavasana or corpse pose. I hate the word corpse, so I always call it resting angel. But I put the Bible underneath 
like a like a yoga block, if you will, but but it's the word. And I put it vertical to, to my spine and I lay on it and I have this beautiful heart opener in Resting Angel. And I really just imagine his word, his promises being uploaded into my heart and I don't have to speak anything. So I'm sure you've experienced times when you really don't know what to say or pray and just know that God knows what you need before you even utter one word. And so the, nor- the Lord knows our thoughts that they are but a breath, says that Psalms 94.11. I think that's so cool because breathing and pranayama and breath is such a huge part of yoga. It's really the center of all that we do. And Psalms 94.11 reminds us that sometimes when we cry, that that can be the only prayer. Sometimes when we breathe, that can be our only prayer. And we just say Yahweh. We just say Jesus. And that can be our only prayer. And he really does know the rest, right? <laughs> Other times I uh, simply just hold the Bible to my heart. So I have it in the back for that heart opener. But other times you just hold it on your front of your heart and be downloaded. Let the promises and word be downloaded in silence and meditation. And again, we know that God created all things. And the Bible is the one that tells us to meditate on his precepts day and night. And to never let them leave So God created meditation. So first and foremost, I don't want you to be afraid of any of these words. They are biblical and they were ours first, right? Chanting, the whole book of Psalms is chanting um, and David chanted. So I don't want you to be afraid of some of these terms that you might think the world has turned dark, but let's redeem them back for God's glory, yes? So regardless of any posture that we do pray in, I just want you to remember as we explore here today, that the most important posture really is the posture of your heart. So just keep that in mind as we journey today. To say that any one prayer posture is superior to another would be biblically incorrect. So I want you to know that our goal is to just never stop praying, never cease praying. But the Bible teaches us that God loves variety and he speaks to each of us differently, right? There are no rules, no right or wrong way, just as long as we pray. So always be spirit-led, never be led by anything or anyone else, because whether we are standing, sitting, kneeling, or flat on our faces, our heart must always be humbled and acknowledging the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And to me, this is the most important than any external physical position that I can think of. So I wanted to just give you a brief overview of those postures in the word that we observe and really when we see those in the bible standing it's in praise and honor it's for thanksgiving and worship and adoration and reverence and awe it's a deep respect and it comes from a place of strength and really glorifying god in all his glory as we worship him seated postures throughout scripture Uh, remind us that we're inquiring or seeking counsel or guidance from him, just really sitting alone with him and enjoying his presence, conversing, dialogue, or simply meditating on our Heavenly Father. It's just a a posture of submission and surrender, letting him know that we want to walk in obedience and serve him. And I might just add here that When was the last time you just sat in the presence of God and meditated on him and and dwelled with him, pretending that we just climb up on his lap and just listen to his heart, listen to that heartbeat of his? 
without saying anything, without coming to him with our prayer list and our requests. So that's what I love about seated postures. We can just pretend we're sitting on the lap of our Father. Kneeling positions are a posture of humility and submission, of honor and complete surrender. It's a supplication and petitions. We're making them known to him and really just acknowledging lordship over our lives as, as we think about a child's pose or a camel's pose or fish posture. All of these are really beautiful heart openers. And throughout Stretching Your Faith, sort of where I'm um, getting our guideline today for the postures of prayer, Stretching Your Faith is a book that I wrote because there was nothing out there that really dove deep into biblical foundations as well as deep into yogic philosophies and principles. And so it is an in-depth, very comprehensive, 210 page, huge book, fully illustrated. So if you don't know some of these postures, it's a really good place to look. And it's also available on Kindle if you don't need an actual book. But fish, camel, child's pose, all of these things are beautiful heart openers. And, um, you know, it is just another posture where we open our heart. But when we think of kneeling, such as camel or child's pose, we think of just being humble. Again, coming to, back to the most important posture of our heart, being surrendered, submissive, and humbled in his presence, coming to worship and surrender him, surrender ourselves to him. When we think of pronated postures or postures that are on our belly, we think of uh, urgent prayers or intercessory prayers as we observe those in the Bible. All of these people, when they were on their bellies or pronated, it was cries, it was urgent, it was intercessory prayer. And I don't know about you, but I've been on my face many, many times in a deep plea, in a deep cry, crying out to God. And I usually call this eating dust bunnies because that's kind of all you see when you're down there. And it's, he's, he's all we got, right? So we're pronated, it's urgent. And those are also um, humility and surrender and confession and repentance postures. We think of lying down uh, in our supine postures or supinated flat on our back. Again, we're like flat out on our back. Here we are, God. This is all I got. Really surrendered, very vulnerable, and releasing, just giving it up completely to him. It can also be not just a surrender posture, but a pose to rest and really enjoy the presence and the goodness of him. To be still, to quiet your busy mind, and to really um, find stillness and quietness for not just your mind, but your anxious heart. I know a lot of times we just have this chaos within and sometimes we don't even know where it resides or what it's about. But when we come flat on our back in the presence of God, we can use this to just meditate on him and his promises. And like I said earlier, with the word right underneath you, I have a pretty big Bible, so it acts as a great heart opener and just come before him closing our mouth, and perhaps listening for once. I know that's uh, easier said than done. So that's kind of a brief, quick guide to what our postures mean in observation of the Bible, uh, characters in the Bible. So I just want to give you a few scriptures with some of those um, 
and again standing just being really worshipful worshipful the prayers that were prayed while standing were for adoration thanksgiving worship and praise and so while standing in awe of god the hands are typically open with the palms facing upward towards heaven and generally speaking in the bible the eyes were also open and lifted towards the heavens right look up lift your eyes lift your head where your help comes from and Psalms 4, 4 says, stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. And there's many, many scriptures we could go through on standing, but one of my most beloved stories in the Bible was found in 2 Chronicles 20. And I'll tell you why it was my most favorite. It literally saved my life in my darkest hour. Um, over a decade ago, I was in a very dark spot and really thought, um, you know, taking my own life was the easiest way out. And Second Chronicles 20 really did save my life. I, I know now that I, I would have killed the wrong girl and I would have missed out on the life that God had for me had I done that selfish act. But I was in the dark and I was very, very lost. And so if you're out there and it's a dark spot, I just want to say, there is hope. There's always hope in Jesus. And maybe you do just have to breathe that word out. And just really quickly how I got out of that was opening the word. God was telling me to audibly put voice to his word. And I really was mad at him and didn't really want to speak his word. Um, but I did. And I started in Psalms and I spoke his word out loud. And about a whole year later of doing that, I was shouting at the devil by by the time everything was said and done so in second chronicles 20 though jehoshaphat and his very small army they gathered gathered corporately and stood in prayer believing that god was going to fight their overwhelming battle as they obeyed all of his commandments of standing still and so god performed this crazy miracle and jehoshaphat and his people actually stood victorious in the face of their defeated enemies and I want to remind you that when we have done all that we can do, God reminds us to stand. When you've done all that you can do, just stand. Second Chronicles 25 says, Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in the front of the new courtyard. And verse 13 continues that all Judah was standing before the Lord with their infants, their wives, and their children. And Ephesians 6.3 says, So use every piece of God's armor to resist the enemy whenever he attacks. And when it is all over, you will be standing up. And I wanna read you the message version, which I love so much. It says, be prepared. You are up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get, every weapon God has issued, so that when it's all over, but the shouting you will still be on your feet. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. Learn how to apply them. You will need them throughout your life. God's word is an indispensable weapon. In the same way prayer is essential in the ongoing warfare, pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. 
I love the message, but isn't that so true? And that's why I love, love, love what God has done in the Yoga Faith family. We are so connected. We're so intertwined. We do life together. It gets beautiful. It gets ugly. We get close. We rub each other wrong. But we're always at the end of the day here for one another and eating dinner at the same dinner table. Uh, not physically, but all around the world. So yes, standing postures are of standing in awe and worship and adoration. Seated postures, as I said, they, they typically demonstrate one who is seeking guidance or counsel. So when we come and we sit in his presence, we're saying, God, here we are. We want to hear from you. We want to hang out with you. And uh, it's, it's easier said than done getting there. But once we get there, we're immensely blessed. So just try to get there. That's all. So King David sat down before the Lord to inquire, why me, Lord? And, you know, in 2 Samuel 7, 18, it says, King David went in and sat before the Lord. He said, who am I, sovereign Lord? And what is my family that you have brought me this far? And, you know, sometimes we just don't even know why God chose us, right? But he does. And so when we commune with him, when we hang out with him, he's always waiting for us, by the way. We just need to get there. So go sit with your father again. Be reminded of a, uh, that vision of climbing on your dad's lap and talking to him. And maybe you just wrap your arms around him and say nothing at all. Sometimes we didn't get that opportunity as children or in our childhood with our earthly fathers. So you always, always have a father in your creator and he's always there with open arms. Ezekiel 8.1 says, As I was sitting in my house with the elders of Judah, sitting before me, that the hand of the Lord God fell on me there, and who is ready to serve him? Who is ready to serve him? So let's uh, move on to kneeling. We talked a little bit about really just having this be a submissive and surrendered posture. Kneeling is a traditional posture that demonstrates humility and repentance, submission, and supplication. It's a position that we most often, where one is seeking favor or making their supplication known to God, we find ourselves on our knees. And when you observe biblical characters, you will see the same thing, which is where this whole posture of prayer come from, which is where I wanted to start our journey in this space together. So when you practice a kneeling pose, we can acknowledge our weakness and we grant him strength and power in our lives, access to every fiber of our being when we do this. When ego or pride takes over and we want to do things our way, God really can't use that. He can't put his strength and power to that until we come to a submissive pose saying, here we are, God, have your way in this place today. So let us take that camel pose as an example. And this is not a comfortable pose for most of us. We're on our knees. They're about hip width apart. We're leaning back. That can be really um, cause a great deal of anxiety, especially if there's any trauma in the throat or heart. Um, we try to keep those hips above the knees and we just lean back to open up the heart and the throat. So it's not comfortable, but Again, just immense blessings on the other side of discomfort, right? So hanging out in camel, opening our heart is really a beautiful pose once we get past all of the um, fear, might I say. Um, and again, it just really does give him that access to take over. So this is a great kneeling backbend 
and heart opener, but it also allows us to really just surrender everything, surrender our heart and soul up to Him, if you will. So um, during Camel, you can just really imagine how we can surrender wholly, W-H-O-L-L-Y. Ezra 9.5 says, In the evening sacrifice I arose up from my heaviness, having rent my garment and my mantle. I fell upon my knees, I spread out my hands unto the Lord my God. Doesn't that remind you of child's pose? That we just take our hands and we turn them so our palms are facing upward and we surrender all. We spread out my hands unto the Lord my God. Psalms 95, 6 says, Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. Daniel 6.10, that he got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God. What if we started doing that three times a day? Oh my gosh, we're so busy. Who has time? Three times a day, he bowed down just in praise and thanksgiving he got on his knees. What if we did that a few times throughout our day and just said, thank you, Lord. Just get on your knees and say, thank you, Lord. There's such power on your knees. I can't explain it. If you've been there, you know exactly what I mean, though. So, you know, I just think if Jesus and Paul and Peter, Moses, Elijah, and all these other great men of the Bible, if they bowed and they got on their knees and completely surrendered, and even Jesus himself, right? Surely we should do the same, right? All right, just a couple more. There's our pronated and again, that's just on our bellies and just a plea, an urgent cry and a complete dependence on him. And again, I know that I've been there a few times uh, where there was no other posture. <laughs> there wasn't an option. So uh, I want to remind you of Joshua 7, 6. He says, Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until the evening. He and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their heads. That's where I got dust bunnies maybe, right? Because I'm just down there seeing dust bunnies, but really that's all that happens while you're down there is a whole bunch of dust. First Samuel 28:14 says, what does he look like? He asked. An old man wearing a robe is coming up, she said. And then Saul knew it was Samuel. And he bowed down and prostrated himself with his face to the ground or prostrated himself with his face to the ground or pronated himself with his face to the ground. He basically was on his belly flat out. In 2 Chronicles, I'll read you, 2018 says, Then Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And here we come upon the last posture I want to talk about, and that is flat on our backs. Lying down and meditating on the Lord is a really sweet and precious time with our Maker. Lying down, especially in bed, is one of our most surrendered and most vulnerable positions we can possibly get into. Corpse pose, as I said, I like to call it resting angel. You can call it something else if you like, but it sounds slightly better than corpse. It's one of the most important posture in a yoga practice, and you probably have heard this many times if you go to yoga. Uh, we're on our back, we're allowing the Holy Spirit to have his way in our body, our heart, our mind, our spirit, and our soul. And we simply meditate on the fact that we are breathing and alive because of him. And in a yoga class, 
you really want this time of integration all of the the things that you just blessed your body with and your mind and your spirit you want to just find stillness complete stillness with no tension so that your practice can be integrated into your body fully and so here we can simply meditate on the fact that we are doing all of those things because of him because he gave us life because he gave us breath because his holy spirit hovered over us and breathed into our nostrils when i'm flat on my back i think of that often i live and i breathe and i have my being and i exist because he has allowed me to do so every day i wake up with a gift of breath and the gift of a new opportunity and a new day because he has given that to me. Hallelujah. Our focus turns towards gratitude. Our face is lifted to the sky. Our eyes are typically closed, but there are no rules. So we have this immense gratitude flat on our back, spirit to spirit, little s to big s, spirit to spirit for the temples that he has loaned us. It's this time to allow yourself stillness, and hopefully a peace that passes all understanding will wash over you. Psalms 4.4, tremble and do not sin. When you are on your beds, search your hearts and be silent. 63.5 says, my soul is satisfied as with marrow and fatness. My mouth offers praises with joyful lips. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches, for you have been my help. And in the shadow of your wings, I sing for joy. The last scripture that I wanna share with you is 1 Kings 1, Moreover, the king's servants came to bless our Lord King David, saying, may your God make the name of Solomon better than your name and make his throne greater than your name. And the king bowed himself on the bed. And again, just our most surrendered and vulnerable posture. You know, our postures say so much about where we are at in our journey. They speak specifically to our specific prayers. And if you've ever prayed and fasted and coupled those two things together, you know the power of combining the Word of God and the promises and the tools that He has given us. When we pray, when we fast, when we tithe, that is the 30, 60, 90 blessing. When you, we combine all three of those together, it's so powerful. And so when we combine specific prayers with specific postures, also known as the postures of prayer, I believe God loves and laughs and smiles at our wonderful variety of praying. I often think if we cooked meatloaf every night that our husbands would get bored. I think of God that same way. Sometimes even when I'm praying the Father's Prayer, it's like I say it every day, is it losing its touch? But when we add it to a sun salutation, S-O-N, it becomes a living, breathing, new, fresh prayer every single morning with intention and being present. And the same goes for every single posture when we're in them. Our prayers are different. I feel as if they're elevated and I believe that God loves variety and he loves to see the different forms of prayer 
that we offer him, whether it's praying in color, whether it's dance, whether it's yoga faith, whatever it might be, I believe he enjoys variety and smiles down at us. As we know in Thessalonians, there is no wrong or right way to pray, just that we never stop. So I want to thank you for joining me today, and I'm really excited to move forward on another subject next time we gather. But if I could just say a prayer for those of you who might be listening and just popped on out of curiosity, I want to say a prayer for you, and I also want to say a prayer for those who are already walking with the Lord. So again, if you could just come to uh, maybe a child's pose or just bow your head or whatever is comfortable for you, I want you to just um, come to a place of surrender as we invite the Lord into this space once again. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for my new friends. I praise you for this space. I thank you for technology. I thank you for connecting us. For those who are listening who have yet to invite you into their hearts, I ask that they would say this simple prayer with me. Father God, you are the Lord of my life. I thank you for always being there for me, even when I resisted. I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to take over every part of my life. I surrender it to you. I cannot do it on my own anymore. I ask that you would forgive me for all of my sins as I forgive those who sin against me. And I thank you for this new life. And I thank you for wisdom and strength to endure the journey that when I meet you face to face, I'm going to hear, well done, good and faithful servant, and I will live with you all eternity. And I thank you for this, Jesus. Amen. And for those of you who just need a little extra prayer, I want to just ask the Lord to please be with you, that he would strengthen you, that you would put your stake in the ground and never give up. And though things get stormy and hard and dark, that you would keep your hope in the only one, the only hope for humanity is Jesus, that you would keep your hope in him, that you would trust him no matter what, that you would watch what you speak, for your words have power. So continue to speak his word. I pray blessings on you. And until we meet again, being faithful to the call and worshiping him, with all that he calls you to do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you, friends, so much. I look forward to our next connection time. Please contact me if you have any questions whatsoever. My email is michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, at yogafaith.org, michelle at yogafaith.org. If you want to learn more about teaching Jesus and yoga, and spreading the gospel through yoga literally to the ends of the globe you can check out one of our teacher trainings we have them all over the world and you can see all of them at yogafaith.org we also have a distant learning program where you can do everything online going at your own pace and you can see that under uh, the online modules so 
any way that we can serve you or be of help, we hope that you allow us to do so. I'm praying for each and every one of you. I hope I can meet you face to face someday soon. I love you and Jesus loves you so much.